Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. Uh, we are back, we are on time, and I'm still Kelso. And I, remarkably, am Kyla. And I'm Carl. Hooray! We did it. And we on are time. here! Yeah, yeah, we played something short, so we would be on time. This trend is working out. It is working out. It's working out so well for us. If we could all play the game like the day before or the day of in its entirety, it's it's yeah. good. It works. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, like the thing is, um, I had a really weird, uh, like timing wise thing about playing this. Maybe I'll wait until we're actually talking about the game. But I, yeah. I I played it all yesterday, but also I had already completely finished the game. I'll get into it. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Um, so I guess big big things that have happened. Did y'all watch um Summer Game Fest? I did not. I mean, I I heard it was going on, but uh, so Summer Summer Game Fest was the less less important part. Um, did did y'all watch the Day of the Devs? Uh, showcase yeah. because there was so okay here's the big one the studio that made uh, Mutazione uh, di Guta Fabrique mm -hmm. they're yeah. making another game so Ooh. that's on my short list oh I did hear about uh, Beastie Ball yes that was the other one that I think um that's that was the um... I I have a list of games that I wrote down while I was watching the Day of the Devs one and that's the one that I forgot to write down thank you. That's the that's the one that like the um the uh Wander Song folks are doing another game, right? That's yeah. like Pokemon but volleyball. Yeah. I like the the um they can form friendships or rivalries. There's a lot like of the games we have played coming up with sequels. Like uh Gris or Hyperlight Drifter. Ooh. Oh, I missed that Gris was getting a sequel, but I did see that Hyperlight Drifter has one. I don't know. Yeah, it I don't wasn't know how at I the feel. Summer Game Fest. It was like a couple of weeks ago, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about the Hyperlight Drifter sequel. I I don't know if I'm into like partially procedurally generated. I feel like because Ev and I were watching it together, and he was like, "I don't know, I don't like this," and I was like, "Just play Solar Ash. Just play Solar Ash. Yeah. Solar Ash is fucking great." Yeah. So everybody's sleeping on Solar Ash, man. Everybody is sleeping on Solar Ash, and it's so good. Uh, Speaking of partially is... procedural, we released our trailer. I want to yeah. say our release trailer, but it's not a release trailer, because we made one a long time ago. It's a trailer that, that no one released. should look at. Yeah, if you, if you are in our Discord, or if you want to come to our Discord, it's in the general channel. Uh, we should also probably like link it when we post this episode. Oh, but yeah, you can just Google trailer. Abyssus. Yes, Abyssus is also like you could you can just Google it probably. You can um, yeah the name. I did not your, do I, anything about it, with it. Well, that's it, not true. I actually star in it. Oh. Oh yeah. Did you do a voice? No, I'm. I'm with. With them, we're recording gameplay. Oh, nice. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a exciting trailer. Um, the trailer makes me think like, uh, 
deep sea Atlantis borderlands, which to be honest is kind of a thing I'm here for. <laughs> like I'm not a huge shooter fan, but I do enjoy Borderlands a lot and I like I like a shooter that has a kind of clean and and slightly but not entirely cartoony aesthetic. Which I like that we're to. um that there's sort of been a recent resurgence in like magic based shooters. Um mm. which this looks like it has some of that. Also, fish gun. Carl, please <laughs> tell me the fish gun has a name. I can't speak about fish gun. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. Carl, Carl I... can neither confirm nor deny the presence of fish gun. <laughs> I do love the fish gun, yeah. Let's just say this. There's currently not a fish gun in game. Aww. Okay. Darn it. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Maybe you have to remedy that. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting. It's a good trailer. It makes me want to play the game, which is the function of a trailer. Yeah, it succeeds as a trailer. Good job. Yep. It turned out yeah. great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... At least uh, to... we had some issue with the, the wrong version being played on the IGN stream. Ooh. Uh, yeah, the sound was pretty bad. Mm, that's rough. Yeah. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, playing it for the pod at some point. Yeah, someday. <laughs> someday. Yeah. That's, how, that's just how games get made. They just appear at an undefined <laughs> point in time um, after an undefined amount of work, and there it is. It's the game. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go through this uh, Day of the Devs release list. There's a bunch of stuff that uh, I clearly should have heard of and uh, have not, so... So my short list, and I won't explain any of them other than the one that was by the same uh, devs as Mutazione, which that one's called Salt Sea Chronicles, but my short list was uh, Haunty, Beastie Ball, uh, Mars First Logistics, and Ete, which is like a half. There's like one part of Ate that looks cool, and the rest of it's like, oh, okay. Oh, I don't wait. Care about this. Is Haunty yeah. coming out? I suppose. I don't know what the. Um, let me look and see if there's actually a release date. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of another. No, I think it's might... this one. I've seen it a lot on like Twitter. Is, is Haunty just Ghost Trick? No. It's... No, but the there's like a similar kind of mechanical theme like you are I mean, possessing objects i was gonna say um, it is described as a game where you are a ghost who can possess objects and use their abilities which i'm like that's just ghost trick yeah it it doesn't look anything like ghost trick like it's the same concept but it doesn't look like it plays i mean it definitely doesn't play the same um it just says 2024 so it looks like that's as close as we have to a release date well yeah that's that's them's the ones Okay. I don't cool. care about Mortal Kombat. Um, I care about I do... Mortal Kombat. I, yeah, that's fair. I just... God, I... Uh, I love I how stupid it is. Maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but, like, I I don't matter enough for it to matter that I'm saying this. God, fuck Netherrealm. They're, oh. so, they're, so, they're so bad to, like, just the people that work on their games. Oh. They're, oh, they, they I did very... Oh yeah, they very intentionally. Unless this has changed 
a lot in the last like couple years. But I know one of the things that they're big on is just keeping people on as contractors so that they never have to give anyone benefits ever. Mm. <laughs> um, lots of crunch, lots of bad treatment. Um, yeah, I just fortunate. I know I don't like Nether Realm. <laughs> um, I'm okay with Ed Boon though, just like as a person. I like that. I I appreciate that he's kind of hitched his wagon to the same shit for thirty years and it's working for him. So good on him. <laughs> good on him. Yeah. Microsoft is having their showcase today. Yes. Maybe during the, pod- the podcast recording. Yeah, it starts in like 20 minutes. So, yes. So, yeah. we gotta get this episode out fast. I guys. need to go and <laughs> pray for some Silk Song that's not gonna show up. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I have not been keeping up with video game news because I have been uh, buried in a deep hole named Tears of the Kingdom, so... Same, but, um, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. It's like the only the only game that I'm actually paying attention to, or games, is, like, Ghost Trick Remake, which that comes out at the end of the month, and, like, Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. Yay. There's more of it. Um... <laughs> Like so, I, yeah. I am not, you know, have no particular like investment in Alan Wake, but I am now like kind of curious about potential uh, connection slash overlap with Control. Like, oh, if, a ton. if Jesse Faden's gonna like be a cameo character in it, or I mean, I think so... there's like uh, references to Alan Wake in Control. Yes, yeah. yeah, and there Alan, was a whole DLC around it, right? Yeah, Alan, like, oh, shoots yeah. up in the DLC. It explains why, where he, like, how he's trapped in the shadow dimension or whatever. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of references to Alan in just, like, incidental environment text. Also, I don't know if, if I'm the only one, the only idiot here who played Quantum Break. Quantum Break is also connected. Um, I don't think, I don't, I don't know, like, what the deal is, if they still have the rights to that um, or not, but uh yeah all of their games are connected in in some way um I like that i'm not like necessarily you know a uh like fangirl for you know connected universe stuff like it's fine when it's fine and it's you know but it doesn't have to be whatever um but like something about this one i find like weirdly charming um in in i don't i don't 100% know why something about i think the fact that like control is all about sort of like learning to be like the head of this uh you know this organization and like control this all this weird phenomena that's happening and alan wake is just some schmuck who's like at the mercy of it yeah but at the same time, like like I said, there's a bunch of incidental text in Control that's just, like, on whiteboards in the environment. And, like, they were, like, the Bureau was, like, looking at Alan as a potential director. So, oh. uh, so I don't know that he's, like, as at the mercy of it as it seems. I think he's just a little yeah, bit hapless. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, he just, yeah. he, he does seem incredibly hapless in what I have seen of Alan Wake. Was it Thano who played Alan Wake on stream? Yes. Or was it okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. I'm like, I know I watched someone stream Alan Wake, and it was either Thano or it was Sean Bo or both. Yeah, it was Thano, um, many moons ago. And yeah. I, I bought the Alan Wake remaster at some point, 
and I have it, and I played a little bit of it. I need to go back and finish it. Oh, I've gotten till October, so that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I've been busy playing Street Fighter now. I'm a Street oh. Fighter. Ooh. I've heard I've been reborn. is really good. Yeah, I've, it's I've really heard fun. one's really good. Yeah. Um, I've seen some of the monstrosities from the character creator. You do love to see it. Always love to see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. Character creators are, like, really a... Um, like, a defining factor for me for fighting game. Like... Why play a fighting game if it doesn't have a character creator where you can make something just really absurd? I mean, um, granted, I don't play a lot of fighting games anyway, but I'm just saying. I don't, yeah, I've never been a, a fighting games person. Partially because I I don't, it, that, that requires other people. Um, uh, and, eh. Uh, fair enough. Um, we have a... It's not exactly every year, but like every once in a while kind of thing, uh, where a friend of mine puts on a uh, the Tournament of Souls, or Cup of Souls. Cup of Souls is what it's called. And uh, it's a Soul Calibur tournament, um, where, where like none of us are very good at Soul Calibur, so it's just like a bunch of like really, you know, amateur button mashers. Um, but one of the categories, so we, you know, we do like little rewards uh awards for like you know who wins and who gets uh you know there's there's some certain special categories but there is also uh one special category just for like best randomly generated character because soul oh, caliber like has a character customizer where you can just turn on random and it will oh, like i remember you like cosplayed as your random character yes. creator that one time <laughs> now yeah. i remember yeah yeah and it's the best. Like, that's an amazing feature, and I don't know why more games don't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I remembered um, I remembered one other game that I'm looking forward to, and that's uh, Sandland, which is a game based on another uh, the, oh, one of yeah. the other manga series that Akira Toriyama did. It it's looks so random. It looks great. <laughs> I don't I, um, all things to make a game of. Sandland is like a one-shot manga. Yeah, I know. From like 20-something years ago. That was like, I want to say that was late 90s. I could be wrong. But, I mean, look, he's been he's been riding high on that Dragon Ball for forever. Um, <laughs> and if they're, if they're not going to make another Toe Ball, then they might as well just dip into the well of other shit. Isn't he also the artist for um, the Dragon Quest Dragon series? Quest? Yeah. I guess so I guess I guess he's also been riding high on that, but I don't know. I don't think Dragon Quest has quite the reach that uh that that Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball does. Yeah, that's fair. Um also uh he did the art for um Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Which still seems weird to me every time I look at, you know, the the one that had like the, the you know, big animated cutscenes version. And I go like these are like Dragon Ball Z characters. What? <laughs> Most That's recognizable like, oh, oh, right. art style in the game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I should go through this uh, this set of trailers and like watch a bunch of stuff. Um, I am, I, I, as I say, I did not actually see any of it, but a friend did tell me about... Um, the new uh, Pokemon, but with volleyball, and it, it it sounds very cute. 
and I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely watch the Day of the Devs trailers and maybe, maybe, maybe not the Summer Game Fest stuff. I just watched the Summer Game Fest stuff because I've put it on. Um, and then he put on the, the Day of the Devs stuff and fell asleep and then I watched the rest of it. But it's like, okay, <laughs> these, are, these are the ones that I want. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm happy that other people are making Pokemon games now. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, um... I, I, there, there wasn't just Beastie Ball. There was another. There was another like, basically Pokemon, but with guns. Guns, yeah. Oh yeah, that's Pal. That's Pal World. Pal it's World. been yeah, in the, the development one. for quite some time. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something, all right. And they, <laughs> I'm not sure how they avoid copyright. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, of of the things that you could add to Pokemon, I feel like volleyball. Potentially, uh, like net neutral or positive guns, net negative. But I guess we'll see. I mean, there's something to be said though, because like I, I specifically remember there's a shot in the trailer of like these little Pokemon esque creatures behind like sandbag barriers, firing like realistic human firearms. <laughs> it's Really, uh, something to behold. Yeah, you should you should watch the trailer for Pal World and you understand. I yeah. think I I think I have to be honest because I feel like I saw that a while but, back. But like a bunch of Pikachu's in a sweatshop making guns. Yeah, like I get that the the joke is that like it's Pokemon, but like gritty. Um, but it's like it's not that's... even gritty. That I don't. I just don't understand it. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's not gritty. It's all very cute, but then, but then the guns are are like realistic and and as as far as I understand it, I'm not a guns person, but like relatively accurate to actual firearms. Uh, I don't yeah, know. that's not an appealing quality to a game for me, even if it's done as like a, like I appreciate that it is a good joke and it will be very funny to some people, but it's just not me. <laughs> Also, I will That's never fair. support that company. Oh, it's, I mean, they just they just rip like stuff and avoid copyright barely. Mm. Okay, like well, they yeah, made that's... they made a Breath of the Wild copy. Ah, uh. like Craftopia. Oh, Craftopia, yeah. Okay, I mean, here's the thing: I wasn't gonna play Pal World, but we are talking about it. Uh, I don't, I don't think I need another. Open world survival crafting game is where I'm at. With that, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, you've, um, you've uh, binged tears uh, on Tears of the Kingdom, and you are full now. And if yeah. you want to play a Pokemon game, you should play Tasset Beasts. Yeah, that's one that I've um, that's uh, just kind of been kind of in the back of my subconscious for quite some time. Um, yeah, out? I mean, or or oh Pokemon, yeah, that is out. Like the the. The Scarlet no, and Violet no. DLC is coming out soon. <laughs> yeah, but I want to play a good Pokemon game. Oh, burn. I like, Scar <laughs> I like Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I mean, it's buggy as hell. Like, it is, it is completely jank, but it is also a very good Pokemon game. I think it has also been improved significantly through patches, yeah. which is, like, that's fine. I mean, that's yeah. not ideal, but that's just the development cycle now and um, for the rest of time. Yeah, which sucks, but is what it is. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I like, I like my little mons. I like that they love me and they've become more powerful because they love me. Uh, that's just, anyway. <sighs> I've trying to think if there's literally anything I've been playing other than Tears of the Kingdom, but no, no, no. I think it's pretty much just Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's just the same. It's just been it's that. Tears of the Kingdom, Ring Fit Adventure, and uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. I should uh, get which... back on Ring Fit. I, should do that. <laughs> I am I... trying to do. I'm trying to wake up early now on weekdays and like exercise in the morning and uh, uh, rough. <laughs> man, that's like I've never, never in my life been able to wake up even a minute earlier than I absolutely have to. Um, <laughs> it's I I I blame like executive dysfunction brain problems but uh yeah and i always I, see like what i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna complain about something you could talk i was just about to brag that i went up at 5 a.m and went for a run Ooh. Oh, congratulations I mean, I guess, here's the thing <laughs> i get up really early on the weekends like i was up at six today um I mean, I wasn't like doing anything meaningful. Like, I I tidied up a little bit, but like, man, That's you're not going to catch me. I guess, I guess, but I'm not. You're not going to catch me going for a run. <laughs> what yeah. I need to do is I need to get a small TV for my office so that I can also use this as like a workout space. Mm, um, so I can yeah. do like yoga, yoga videos and stuff in here, because yeah. like living room. There's a coffee table in the way. Upstairs room, there's a coffee table in the way. The other other room with the TV is the bedroom. There's a bed in the way. <laughs> like, I need a space where there's not shit on the floor that I have to move before I can do the thing. Yeah, that that uh, actually makes a surprisingly big difference, I think. Yeah, maybe um, I'm just going to have a small TV for this room. Hmm. Okay, but, that's a thought. Uh, the, by mentioning the games I've been playing lately was, was intended to be a segue to talk about the game we played. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it may be guilty that I'm not working out. We played the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, a game about murder. A game not. I was gonna say a game not actually about Sonic the Hedgehog's murder. Spoilers. Uh, I Get know enough. Carl is Carl is salty about it, but it would have been cool, okay? I mean, yeah, but also like it's made by uh, like the Sega social media team. What do you expect? Oh my god, I was I wondering... I expect them I'm... to be cool. <laughs> I, I was looking at the... Like, I have the fandom wiki pulled up for this game just as, uh, you know, conversation guide and memory jogger. I did not realize that the playable character in this game is uh, Quokka. Yeah, right? It's, uh, I mean, not that it's always easy to tell what animal no. a Sonic character is supposed to it's be. It's never easy to tell. <laughs> Uh, this is definitely, this game is definitely a deep walk through Sonic lore. Like, I had no, no idea who Espio was. And uh, I would not have called Chameleon if you asked me to guess what animal he was. I think I eventually figured it out because of his tail. And I was like, I, oh. is he some kind of, like, dinosaur oh. thing? And then I saw the tail and I was like, oh, I think he's supposed to be a chameleon. I did yeah. not know he had a tail. Yeah, neither did I. Yeah, you see it like at at one point. I think in um, I think there's like a, 
like a like a full illustrated scene of him shooting Sonic with the spoiler blow dart. Um, and I think you can see his tail in that. I'm pretty sure that was like when the light bulb moment happened for me. But yeah, I mean, I I figured out he was a uh, chameleon because when I first saw him, I immediately went to a wiki like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, uh, I um. So the only characters that I had not heard of at all were were Espio and Vector. Admittedly, I'm not a big Sonic person. I had at least heard of Blaze, though I did not know that much from about Blaze. Um, but Espio and Vector were complete mysteries to me. Everyone yeah. else I know about. Yeah, we were. But... I was as I was playing yesterday. Like Huck was looking over my shoulder, and and he was like, "Who's Vector?" And so we like jumped on the wiki, and he's been in like. 20 Sonic games, and I'm like, I didn't know there were 20 Sonic games, let alone 20 Sonic games with Vector the Crocodile in them. I know Vector, but I don't know why. Oh, he was in Chaotix. He's okay. Knuckles Chaotix, yeah, is his, uh... Chaotix, yeah. which I think is famously, like, one of the most expensive, um, Sonic games, or one of the most expensive games I think you can just, like, get if you can find a physical copy of it, it's um, it's apparently super rare and extremely expensive. Oh, um, interesting. There was a game store nearby where we used to live that, like, you know, they have their little, like, glass case up front of, like, the super collectible stuff, and there was a copy of Chaotix in there. I don't I remember see. how much it was, but it was definitely in the triple digits and, like, not low triple digits either. Nice. So, um, that's that's yeah. my lore. Yeah, when I so it looking up like Sonic games uh, over the past, you know, however many years it's, it's been, uh, I didn't realize that they basically make like a new uh, Sonic and Mario do the Olympics like every year, <laughs> apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I think they stopped doing that now. I don't know. The most recent one was like the Tokyo Games, so like that's pretty recent. Um, but yeah, and they, have, so... they all have different spellings, like <laughs> they's the order of the words. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, hang on. There's there's a Sonic at the Olympic Games game, but there's also a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics games. I games know. Game. I don't know why they're separate. I don't know why they're listed separately. <laughs> oh, I assume the, they're different just, games. But... Just the Sonic one is a mobile game. Okay. Ah, okay. But yeah, Vector is apparently in a lot of those. Oh, Vector is in uh, Sonic Riders. That's a game I've played. It's a racing game with Sonic. It's really Uh, good. Well, I mean, that's a place that it feels like it would make sense to put Sonic, to be honest. Uh, Like, he's fast. It's a racing game. Like, kind of a no-brainer, right? I mean, he doesn't doesn't run. No? Yeah, I mean, I guess, like I guess you wouldn't. Boards. It's a racing game. They have, like, yeah, hoverboards. Have... Okay, hoverboards, yeah. I've heard that those games are good, actually. Um, um, the first one is good. The rest okay. of the other two are motion controls and even more motion controls. Oh. Ooh. Uh-uh. No, thank you. The second one is a Wii game, and the third one is for Kinect. Oh, uh. no! <laughs> Kinect racing game sounds, uh, yeah, like a problem. Oh well, boy, yeah. All right, so, so we're we're this deep was, into this, the rabbit hole. Yeah, this was uh this game was uh made by Sega and uh the Sega social media team uh or Sega social team. Uh, I don't know how much the social team was like 
involved in it, I, but I do know their executive producer is like the social media manager. So, um, and it's uh, it's like a Viznov murder mystery game, uh, kind of a little bit like Phoenix Wrighty, um, a little bit I don't know. Uh, it's obviously it's not we're a puzzle spoil- game. Yeah, we're we're gonna spoil the whole thing, obviously. So you know, feel free to like dip and play it. It's only like two hours long, um, if you want. It was uh, released as sort of an April Fool's game, but apparently it's like now one of the best reviewed Sonic games, which yeah. is really funny to me. But I, you know, I can kind of see why. It's it's surprisingly charming. Like it's not try- it's not particularly ambitious. It's not trying to do much. It's just a little one-off like April Fools thing, but it was clearly put together by people who have a lot of love for the source material and had a lot of love for the thing they were working on. Yeah, uh, it it does feel weird to be playing a game uh like a Sonic game that is focused on crimes in light of, like, Yuji Naka's very own real-life crimes that he's maybe gonna get put in jail for. Oh um, no, I don't know about any of this. What's... Oh yeah, he, he got arrested, I want to say it was late last year, um, for, I think it was insider trading. It was something white-collar like that, but oh, okay. I, I believe it was insider trading, and um, I don't, like, he hasn't gone to trial yet or anything, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh, but yep. it's, I mean, it's, the premise is, like, very toothless, right? Like, it's, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it's the Sonic gang, and it's, like, Amy's birthday, and they're on a train doing a murder mystery party, uh, and you are the employee who works on the train, and you have to help them have a good time, uh, but is something more sinister maybe going on? Dun, dun, dun. Um... And yes, but also not that much more sinister. As as mentioned, Sonic does not actually get murdered. He does get injured. Um, but he is not killed in this game. There is a there is a triumphant going fast sequence at the end, uh, that gave me slight motion sickness. Oh yeah. Um... So it's 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 a visual novel style peppered with these little like infinite runner segments that are supposed to like metaphorically represent you thinking by it's like trying the, to It's like the Danganronpa thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the way the Danganronpa has like a lot of mini games at the trial that are supposed to like represent you interrogating people or whatever and kind of have nothing to do with that. They're just like hangman or whatever. This is just that, but it's an infinite runner. Um but for most of the game, it's uh on a little like game in a game type screen where it's on your your mental equivalent. What what do they call it? It's like a a dream boy or a dream I think it's a Dream Gear because it's Dream Gear. It's a, yeah, yeah it's a it dream would gear. be a Game Gear. Yeah, yeah, not a Game Boy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I kept Sega almost reasons. saying Dreamcast. And I'm like, no, Dreamcast is the real one. What is the? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's on your little Dream Gear hallucination, and you, you sort of play it in this tiny little window in a window. But then the last few are actually Sonic running, and they full screen it. And something about it being like full screen. And the, like, weird diagonal motion was, like, setting off my motion sickness, so I had to actually, like, unfull screen it and play it in windowed mode as small as I could. 
Oh, yeah, I reacted as well to that. I didn't get motion sick, but it felt... Yeah, it was weird. It was doing weird. something to me. I wonder if uh, having... Because in those end sequences, you also, like... It, it kind of shows you in that space as Sonic is running alongside the train, and there's, like, some weird kind of parallax stuff going on that's a little bit yeah. like... Ugh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, because it's Amy's birthday and they're doing this thing, every, all of the characters are dressed up as like a, a murder mystery character. So there's like, um, Vector is like the butcher and SBO is a poet and Knuckles is the sheriff. There's still like a lot of consistency to the genre of their costumes. Um, but it's, you know, they each have a little role and they're on different cars in the train and you end up going through... I think it's like four different cars before the big end sequence. Um, and, you know, interrogating who's there. When you get to Blaze and Rouge's car, there's like a little mini heist sequence that's kind of cute. Um, I love, I loved the little mini heist. I was also shocked that, um, that Tails went along with, with doing a theft. Um, yeah. But, whatever. <laughs> that's fine. He was, he was, uh, getting into the spirit of the the game i guess and <laughs> didn't really maybe he didn't process that this is potentially an actual theft yeah i guess um but yeah so the that was the thing um the so i okay so there's like an opening sequence um where you like get onto the train and it's kind of a tutorial of like how to talk to people and how to like um, you know, find things in the environment and inspect things in your inventory. Uh, then there's like a, everybody goes to their respective cars and there's like a sudden weird thing happens where the train speeds up and like everybody gets knocked around the place and uh, you end up in a broom closet with Amy and Tails and you have to sort of get out. That's kind of your first tutorial on interrogation. Um, and then you have the saloon car with Knuckles um, the library car with uh, Vector and Espio, the casino car with uh, Blaze and Rouge. Uh, Rouge, and then you have the lounge car with Shadow. Um, and then there's the then there's the conductor's car where you actually solve the the actual main mystery of the game. Um, but each yeah, like they're. It, you know, four sequences where the third one is kind of slightly different than the others, like, feels like the right amount to me. Like, that seems like about um, where you would want to go uh, in terms of, I don't think this this game could handle being much longer than this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was happy that they changed it up, because it was about to get stale. Same yeah. Yeah, and yeah, the heist was know. a good, good break from just yeah. just regular mystery solving. Yeah, um, it feels kind of like they're not afraid to sort of like take the piss out of how self serious some of these characters are. Um, like the entire sequence with Shadow was incredibly funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be foolish at this point to. Um... To not take the piss out of Shadow. <laughs> yeah. Um, considering, again, if we're going to talk about Thing plus guns, 
There's Shadow, all right. There's Shadow, all right, with his regular ass normal person gun. So I know very little about uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog lore. Does Shadow just have a gun? Is that his whole thing? There's, 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 there's a Shadow the Hedgehog game, which yeah. has just regular guns. Yeah, and it's like, it's on the cover of the game. It's just, sh I, I think it's on the cover of the game. It's just like Shadow with a gun. Now I have to look it up. Um, I thought also, whole... it's one of the only Sonic games I've played, and I've 100%ed it. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going uh, to drop uh going to drop this this game cover in the Discord so that you can see that it's just Okay. That it's just the hedgehog with the gun. <laughs> yeah, that's a hedgehog with a gun. My uh my mental impression of Shadow from a, again a, a large uh distance outside the Sonic fandom, so so very very distant perspective, is that like Originally, like, uh, Knuckles was created to be kind of like the the bad boy villain foil version of Sonic, um, but he became too popular, and so they had to make him a good guy, so they made Shadow instead to be that. Is that accurate, or is or no? I have so no I idea. Think, I think so. Um, I think Shadow was actually created by Eggman. Um, I might be wrong. I might be wrong about that. I think he was, like, genetically engineered to be, like, the perfect weapon I was gonna say, to fight Sonic or something like that. They, 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 uh, mention in this game that his, he's, like, known as slash codenamed the ultimate being. Hang on, let me, um, okay, Shadow the Hedgehog on the wiki. Uh... Serves as Sonic's arch-rival and occasional ally, Shadow was created as the, quote, ultimate life form by Gerald but Robotnik using right. the DNA of Black Doom and I'm is sorry, the final uh, result of Project Shadow. Wait, wait, hold on. Gerald Robotnik? I guess. Is that his first name? Uh, oh, so, okay, he's not, he's not Eggman. He's, he's Grandpa Eggman. Ah, I see. Older okay, generation I, I... Robotnik. Yeah. I think maybe this episode has to be just titled, like, uh, Feedback Force Learns About Sonic Lore. Yeah. The other Dr. Robotnik is called Ivo Robotnik. That's Ivo. what it is. I, I was thinking, I was, like, I thought he already had a name, um, and I didn't think it was Gerald. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Shadow was, was, his purpose was to provide ways to develop a cure for incurable deadly illnesses, uh, more specifically, what? blah, blah, blah. Oh, Wait, no, specifically don't... for Gerald's granddaughter, Maria Robotnik, who he had a great bond with. However, <laughs> he was eventually captured following his creation and put into stasis by GUN, which is an acronym that stands for Guardian Units of Nations. Uh, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to read that wiki page. Um, uh, oh he was deemed as a threat to humanity. So, and then 50 <laughs> years later, Shadow Wait. was released by Eggman. Wait, how did he go from developed to cure illnesses to, like, threat to humanity? Look, do you want me to read off the wiki page? I can. Yes! I can read more. Yes, please um, do. Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, so let's see. Fifty years later, was released by Eggman in order to assist him in his plan to conquer the Earth. 
Uh, okay, hang on. Um, uh, da -da 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 -da. Oh, what? Shadow worked with him, but secretly sought to destroy the planet in order to avenge Maria, who had been killed by the military. Oh, yeah, I actually know that. Okay. Um, Shadow lost his memories. Uh, God, there, this is just like every every single sentence has some shit that I don't know what it is. Um, like what is Black Doom? I don't know. I don't know what Black Doom is. Why um, did the military kill this little girl? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I assume she so... was a little girl, unless she was like a full grown woman. I understand sometimes Sonic has like romantic relationships with full grown human women. Okay. Uh, she was a young human granddaughter of Gerald Robotnik, cousin of Dr. Eggman. Born and raised on the space colony Ark, Maria suffered from a terminal illness that made her unable to leave the place of her birth and go down to Earth. To save Maria, blah blah blah, made Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, gun shut down the space colony, Maria was killed by a gun soldier. <laughs> uh, while trying to assist Shadow in his escape from the colony. Uh, her passing had a big impact on Shadow's psyche and proved to be the event that would strongly influence the fate of the world in the decades that followed. What? So she was like collateral on the, of a space station destruction, is yeah. what I'm gathering here. Yeah, okay. that's what it sounds like. Okay, what is Gun? Uh, Gun is a group <laughs> that appears in the Sonic Chuck series, an international military and security organization on Earth. Run by an unnamed man as its commander-in-chief, Gun has engaged in multiple incidents where it would protect the Earth from all sorts of threats, including the Eggman Empire and the Black Arms. Am I gonna have to read the wiki page of the Black Arms, too? What's the Black Arms? Let's just do this. Uh, creatures. They're bad guys. They're just bad guys from space. Okay. Yeah, they're just bad guys from space. Okay. I think that about catches us up to speed on Shadow. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, yes. no. Uh, so yeah, you uh, go through the the train cars, and um, you, you basically trying to find the the murderer. Uh, so the rules are that uh, of the people who can't be the murderer, uh, it's it's Amy because she's the birthday girl, and also the journalist character. The journalist is not allowed to be the murderer. And also Tails, who is the detective. The detective is also not allowed to be the murderer. Obviously, unnamed Quaka is not part of the murder mystery game, so you yeah, can't I guess be the murderer. His dev name that is, like, the, the general placeholder name is Barry. Yes. We might as well just call him Barry. Barry the Quaka. That's a good name. It's a good enough name. Yeah. I think it's he's a better name of... than Espio. Yeah, he's well. He's SBO because he's got ESP. Um, because he's oh, got I like it was, empath I it powers was or whatever. Like S, I thought it was partially that and partially espionage. Yes, but, also that. He's also a ninja. Oh. He's a psychic ninja. Cool. Uh, is my understanding. Again, yeah. this is just from me like glancing through the wiki because I was like, who the fuck are these people? Um. I learned that, like, uh, apparently Vector can breathe fire is one of his powers. Um, you know, cool. like, like crocodiles do. The, the explanation for which is that uh, he spits things so fast that the friction catches them on fire. Okay. I'll buy that. Uh, yeah. Sure, why not? But, but, um, okay, yeah. That's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, your your player character Barry is kind of, or you know, whatever you choose to name him, it's a fill in your name here. And they use gender neutral pronouns, uh, but given that like all the female characters in the game tend to be pretty exaggeratedly female, this character comes off as male. Um, so uh, I don't yeah. know. I I didn't go with my normal name because it felt like a male character to me, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he's kind of hapless. Like he's uh his whole thing is that it's his first day and he was like put in charge of microwaving food for everyone. Uh and he um he's like very like starstruck by the fact that the Sonic crew is on the train. Like, oh yeah. my god, it's the great heroes kind of thing. Yeah. Starstruck was the exact phrasing I was gonna use for it, so absolutely. Um and I mean, I think he serves as also just like a good um uh like a good what's what's the term? Um oh, like like a a player, yeah, like a player insert um type type of character because uh he also just doesn't know who several of these characters are. I don't think he knew who Blaze was. Um yeah. at the very least. Yeah, he's just like, who are these people? But also Sonic's here. What the hell? Yeah, um, the, the game the game just kind of like offhandedly throws in little bits of Sonic lore that make you go, wait, what? Where like Blaze is introduced as like a princess from another dimension and then no more has ever spoken of this. Yeah. Um, and like they they offhandedly throw on that like, yeah, uh there oh, there is is one of us is known as uh is also known as the ultimate life form when they're talking <laughs> about Shadow, and I'm like uh, okay. I gotta say, Blaze is probably the most irrelevant character in the story. Yeah. Oh, you mean like it, it to to this particular narrative? Yes. Yeah. Because she's pretty much introduced, and then it's like backup filler conversations only. Yeah, she's just kind of there as a like sidekick to Rouge. Uh, and, like, yeah. not even a particularly, like, uh, meaningful sidekick. Um, I, I feel like that was kind of the point, too. Because, like, that's sort of what they did with Vector, too. And, I mean, I know that, like, Vector and SBO are, like, canonically kind of linked as friends. So that makes a little more sense. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but Vector, I, was... Vector at least move. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And... And Vector has a lot of, yeah, Vector has a lot of uh, things to do in the story, and also uh, one of them is, like, just being real defensive of Espio. Yeah, they're um, boyfriends. Yeah, maybe. it's, uh, maybe. Um, I, I did learn in my research that uh, they are only two-thirds of a team, like a detective agency, Um but in like a little, the very brief reading I did on this game uh, last night, uh, apparently they did not include the third character, uh, Charmy the Bee, because Charmy the Bee is canonically six years old. Well, you can you can put a child in a murder mystery, like if it's like a fun murder mystery, you can do that. I think that's allowed. Apparently, apparently it did not fit well with the, the tone and themes of the game. Uh, uh, okay. Have a six-year-old on the murder mystery train, which, okay, but also, why is the six-year-old in a detective agency? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically his job to solve murders, like IRL. Yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't make much more sense in the other. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to see. I want to see the the actual child pull off a heist. I mean, no. is it? Oh, wait, Fair. Now I now I have to look because I don't remember uh, how old Tails. Like, is it Tails also basically just a child? How old yeah, is Tails? I think Tails is like a tween, though, right? Like he's like twelve or something. Tails is eight. According to the wiki, Tails is what? eight years old. Tails is eight years old. Okay. Are these like animals mirrors sort of thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea. Like, does, I was gonna say, does that make him like fifty something in dog years? Um, but I mean, he you know they do like he does read as a child. Um, not a not an eight year old child, but. Uh, that makes the scene where everyone's like, oh yeah, Tails, I would absolutely trust you to drive this train much funnier in retrospect. Uh, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, red foxes, I guess in the wild, live, uh, three to four years, but in captivity they can live for up to 14-ish. So, Tails is either very old, uh, for foxes or middle-aged. One of one of the two. One of the two. How long do bees live? Uh, let me just <laughs> dust off my copy of Bee Movie here. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we're think... we're in too many lores already. We can't. I think I think a bee can live for actually a couple years. Um, duh. Like, because I know they don't they don't just die off in the winter. Like they stay in their hives. Um, yeah. I want to say like maybe two three years. Yeah, Let insects me, no, are not I'm... usually super long-lived, but... Why? Uh, anyway, I mean, it's it's not important. No, now I'm already looking it up. Um, what is the lifespan oh. of a bee? Western honeybee, 30 to 60 days. Oh, is okay, I'm right? thinking of- I'm thinking of queens. Queens can live- queens can live for a few years. Okay. But I think the worker bees probably live much shorter. Okay. Well, okay, so Charmy is probably not a queen. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, I don't know that Charmy is even a girl bee. I <sighs> mean, even if they are, that's probably like um, like that's six. Six, still six probably is a long old. time for yeah. For yeah, a I don't, bee, I don't, yeah. For for even for a queen bee, this got this podcast is a lot more exhausting than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, wow, this has become a Sonic the Hedgehog lore lesson. Lore, por- yeah. lore podcast. I am. I am. I'm down myself. for it. Yeah, I. I am delighted. Uh, Charmy <laughs> is a boy. Honestly, is way too long. <laughs> honestly, this game is sort of what you expect. Yeah, it doesn't um, go it, out of its way. It's it's yeah. what you expect, but also, like I give it kudos. It didn't have to be as charming as it is. Right, like, it, it was an April Fool's game from, like, the Sonic social media team. Like, it could have been kind of hot garbage and people still would have been like, oh, that's cute and funny. But, like, <clears throat> a lot of the dialogue I found, like, genuinely funny and charming. Um, my favorite yeah. line being uh, when, you, when you're in the saloon car and there's a, like, destroyed arcade machine. And someone describes it as this machine is t- is absolutely covered in punches. <laughs> also, they wrote a lot of bad poems for Espio to recite. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, and I love the little the little curtain, the curtain that is being parted by a few flying chows. Like that's great. Every time every time Espio launches into a poem, like these little these little curtain things kind of slide across the screen. There's like little chows holding them back. It's a great little just like little set set dressing for Espio's poetry reading. Yeah. And uh Yeah, so in the in the end you get to the final uh the final compartment and uh Sonic wakes up just in time to tell you that actually the train has been evil the whole time and is working for Dr. Eggman. And uh you you have to like defeat and escape the train. Yes, yeah, so so what has happened is that um uh, Eggman has basically put out a bounty on Sonic. Um and all of the like badniks, the the little robot guys that he has created to destroy Sonic, um like are basically out out to get him. They want to get the bounty, they want to win the prize. Um so the train uh wants his the like the prize that he wants, the wish that he wants granted is uh, at the very beginning of the game, you learn that the conductor of the train, it's his last trip. He's retiring after 32 years as conductor, and you find out that the train is very upset about this. The train sees it as a betrayal of their friendship, and he wants the conductor to stay with him forever. Or, I mean, I guess we don't know the train's gender? Um, the train wants the conductor the, yeah, to be friends the, with them for for all of ever. I guess the, um, so the little robot the train arms do have a little bow tie that's somewhat masculine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know that the train has a gender. It is a train. It is a train. Um, it is a train. Um, its gender is probably train. Um, the, yeah. So, so I, it's, it, it felt very much like the bounty on, on Sonic is like a monetary reward and the train just kind of like completely misinterpreted it as you get like one wish granted yeah i think they i think they even mentioned that the train i think has a little bit of dialogue with robotnik that's like so i get my wish and robotnik's like yeah sure whatever i don't know yeah like wish um, oh you mean the reward yeah sure yeah uh the yandere train yeah coming into um, the station <laughs> And I really kind of thought they were going to do a like, um, like a a reconciliation storyline where you like talk to the train about you know the fact that like that is not how you make someone care about you by like forcing them to to be with you forever. Um, but I guess Sonic games are not like that. <laughs> that is not how this works. You just yeah, beat that... up the train. Yeah. Yeah. You, you beat just up the train. The train. You basically pull the train's heart out. Um, yeah, although although I guess like it's powered by a flicky, which is like a little bird thing, I guess. Um, is the flicky that like does it have the train's uh, psyche and memories? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? I don't think so. I don't think that's how flickies work. I don't know that much about like flickies, but I I think the train's like consciousness is just an AI. Yeah, I think. but also, like, at the end when, um, like, you you do rescue the Flicky and, uh, like, the, the conductor's wife says something like, oh, who's this? And the conductor says, I think, an old friend, I think, um, or something like oh, that. That is true. 
That is Which true. made me think, like, oh, or is it impl- is it like the Flicky is like the soul of the train who's been reincarnated, but like doesn't have the train's memories? Like, I don't, I don't know to what degree when someone is turned into an evil robot machine, is the evil robot machine them, or are they just inside it? So, I mean, I know, like in the old Sonic the Hedgehog games, when you defeat a robot, the little birds come out, and those are Flickies. Yes. I know that, like, canonically, Flickies are used to like power the robots so this is this this works this is part of yeah. that yeah um uh, I, but yeah i don't know that they ever really get into uh what extent is uh is the robot the bird and is the bird the robot uh yes i i remember reading um i remember reading uh like the the sonic the hedgehog novels back when i was very little i had them they were like illustrated books they weren't like i no, novels is maybe a grandiose term they were you know like i don't know 25 page books or something like they were pretty short um was it like like how um when you're a small child it's like you you graduate to reading chapter books like there's yeah. there's definitely a distinction between chapter book and uh, actual novels <laughs> Yeah, I I only vaguely remember the, this. I did find these books when I was like cleaning out my stuff, um, you know, my childhood stuff back east. Uh, last time I was there, um, but I don't I don't remember. Like they they were pretty short. They were you know, not a thick book. Um, but I do remember there was like it was it was sort of heavily implied that it's not just that these animals are like inside the the robots powering them but that they were like somehow hideously transformed because there was this whole rabbit character who got rescued like halfway through the process and then she has like a metal robot arm for the rest of the series that's just like that's just kind of like the scar of when she was almost turned into a robot huh i don't know if the i don't know how much the like sonic books uh, are canon to the lore, though. Uh, what was uh, what was the animated series that was like Sonic in the post-apocalyptic future when Eggman rules the world and they're like the resistance force? I do not remember. I know that that existed. Um, was that the like rock band one where like all the characters were also like played instruments? Maybe I don't remember. I just remember watching a couple episodes of that show when I was a kid and being like, what the fuck is going on with Sonic? And that yeah. has never changed. That has never changed. I still feel the same way about Sonic. It's nice to know that the Sonic uh, series is, is still out there somewhere doing their weird, freaky thing and just living their truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... I... Yeah, if only could they could give the Sonic series to someone other than Sonic Team. I mean, uh, they, I they have put out way too many bad real uh, bad games. Yeah. Okay. I heard, so the post, I heard the post apocalyptic was not too bad. I haven't played it, um, and I don't know it's that I will. It looks that uh, explains a couple of things. That's fair. <laughs> It it just looks really big and empty. Um, okay, so the the Sonic cartoon that I'm thinking of is very creatively just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, okay, but I guess distinct from the one where like the, the the comedy version of the one where Sonic just eats chili dogs. This is like Sonic 
uh, usurps the oppressors. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Sonic gets like very deep and a little dark, uh, and then sometimes it remembers that it's Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Here, here's the thing that I think we should do. I think we should bring back Jaleel White as Sonic. I think, I think Jaleel White should just be Sonic until he dies. I think that's the thing. Is that what he wants, though? Uh, I mean, what's Jaleel White doing these days? I guess. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Actually, that's a good question. This is just the episode where I'm on Wikipedia a lot. Um... <laughs> Uh, I guess, I guess, I mean, eh, Jaleel White's doing, doing TV work, which makes sense. He's still in He's things. He's always kind of done to TV work, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> this game, um, I wanted to talk about the, the, uh, infinite runner that's in the middle of things. Um, it's... So I have I have incredibly mixed feelings about the fact that it is a it is a three track rate like game right like there's there's three horizontal tracks that you can switch between as you're doing the infinite running uh and yet pressing a button does not like there's more than three states of of horizontal position you can be in so pressing mm-hmm. the button once does not switch track um and I understand why they did this um, because it allows you to do certain technical things where you could, like, you know, you can diagonal across rows and, like, sometimes pick up two rings that are in the same horizontal space if you're fast enough. Um, but damn, did I find that hard to control. I had a lot of, I had a really rough time with some of these controls. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um. There was one I did turn on uh, the accessibility get rid of infinite fall pits for one of them because I I just felt like it was unfairly failing to read my jump inputs like six times in a row. I didn't realize that was an option. Um, there were yeah there were a couple stages that I just like kept biffing on, um, but I did eventually get through it. Um, yeah, the last few were you know, quite hard, and but I did, yeah. I did. Those felt more like hard in a fair way, so I did keep playing those. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there there were a handful of occasions where I like died multiple times, but I was never. I would not say I was ever like stuck on one. Um, it just required maybe like one or two more attempts than I would have liked. Yeah. Yeah, I think the most attempts I did was probably on the very final one where you have to get 100 rings, um, <clears throat> which definitely took me probably, I don't know, around a dozen tries. But, it, like, they're not long tries, so it's, it's you know, they're maybe less than a minute <laughs> apiece. So it's not like yeah. it was, uh, you know, it's not like it was, like, a real arduous thing. The, the only reason I turned on... Um, the uh the the assist for um for that one level was because that that felt unfair to me it felt like i did hit the correct button and it just did not register it and that was like i could feel myself getting salty about it so i'm like i'm just gonna get myself past this part um 
Oh, I guess I, yeah. I, sh I promised to explain, like, my weird experience with how I consumed this game. Uh, I, I watched the entire game via Let's Play before I played it. Okay, yeah. Because um, I, I, a Let's Player that I, that I, you know, watch consistently had, had happened to be playing this on his videos. Uh, and I was like, oh, Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, that is a game that I will absolutely never play. I have no reason to ever play that. I'll just watch the Let's Play. And then, like, right before the last episode came out, we decided to play it. And I'm like, oh, should I, should I not watch the last episode and, like, play it first and then watch? But then I was like, nah, I've come this far. I will just spoil myself on the ending. That's um, fair. I actually, I almost had a similar experience. Um another another youtube person that i um watched uh, did a stream of it and i was like a murder of sonic the hedgehog what is this i don't know what the fuck this is i i should just watch the stream because like i'm not a sonic person i'm not gonna play this and then i didn't ended up not watching the stream um <laughs> and then we decided to play the game and i was like okay well i guess i guess this stream's gonna have to wait yeah um and so as a result i ended up going through the like the game like on kind of uh, fast forward mode a little bit. Uh, not mm -hmm. that there's actually a fast forward mode, but I was kind of like really rushing through the dialogue. So I'm like, yeah, I've seen most of this dialogue before. Um, but even so, like I still caught, you know, some lines that were like dialogue options that the, the streamer hadn't picked and um, saw a few things that I didn't know were there that were cute. Um, so I still enjoyed the experience and I, I wanted to see what the gameplay actually felt like. So I would be able to, to talk about it honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's fair. But uh, I don't know that I don't know that it really hurt my experience. I think maybe the one thing that would have been fun to have experienced firsthand as a surprise is like the end where suddenly the Sonic sequences become real life, and you're actually like playing as Sonic going through and fighting a train. Like yeah. that seems that seems like a, a fun, like kind of out of nowhere moment, uh, in a way that, you know, maybe would have been more fun firsthand, but for the most part I think it probably didn't didn't hurt my experience that much. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I have to say about this. Uh there's like different music for every train car and it's I'm I'm surprised at how much like sort of unique art and music there was for this. I mean, I guess I don't know if it's unique. Maybe all of it's like remixed from Sonic games I've never heard. Um, I'm pretty but... sure all of the art is unique. I think I mean the maybe art the music, but the art definitely. I'm pretty is. sure the music is unique as well. Yeah, yeah, so you would like... know. You're the authority it... on on games music. It is the person <laughs> that does the music for a lot of Sonic games. Did it? Yeah. And uh, I noticed uh, Greg Batha did the game design and programming, which was really funny to me. He's um, one of the former Game Grumps, uh, I believe, and uh, he he's uh, I guess knows um, Teddy because he's on or, or Adriel because he's always on the the Chocobol charity stream that I watch every <laughs> year. I'm like, oh hey, it's Greg. <laughs> what you doing here, Greg? Apparently working on the, the Sonic the Hedgehog visual novel. Yeah. Um, I think um I think more beloved franchises should get uh kind of spin-off non-canon goofy visual novel 
yeah. uh, just like little little things. Little charming one-offs. Um, the, yeah, the streamer I watched did specifically say like, this is like the first Sonic. He's like, I'm not really, you know, like I because he's played all the Sonic games because he's a, an animator. So he, you know, like has done it to study the animations. But he's like, this is maybe the first Sonic game that I've genuinely liked and like enjoyed playing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it is kind of fun. And I like that, uh, like I said, I feel like this could have been phoned in a lot more. Or it, it also could have been, like, either really mean-spirited or really, like, up-its-own-ass deep lore stuff. Um, but instead, it, it feels like it was made confidently by people who know the lore really well but don't really expect you to. I think that's probably about, like, if if you are into, like, <laughs> Sonic enough to have ended up somehow on, like, their social media team, um, like, I feel like that's not a job that you just, like, fall into. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, but I feel like if, if, if you are kind of uh, tertiarily employed by Sega as, you know, not Sonic team, but still Sonic adjacent in in the Sonosphere. I feel like that's kind of just where you're at. Like, you yeah. know, it's dumb and often bad, but you still love it. So yeah. you know, there's no point in really defending it too hard. But there's also no point in being mean about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I you know sometimes it's uh like you can love things in a way, like people can love things in a way that's obnoxious. Like, you know, some fandom stuff can become really toxic, but I do kind of have a soft spot for people who love things that are bad, knowing that they're bad and like, don't really apologize for the fact that it's bad, but are like, yeah, no, I know, I know this is bad. I love that this bad thing. <laughs> it's fun. And like, it makes me feel good. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sorry that I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I will I say, my... mm. I ahead. don't think I would have liked it if it had a bit of a price tag and maybe a bit longer. Yeah, if it was trying to be a real game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sort of works as not... a like, one shot goofy thing, but yeah, not more I, than I... that. Like, as a decidedly not a Sonic person, definitely would not have paid money for this, but I'm glad that it was free and that I played it. it yeah, I don't I don't know that you could thing. get away, even if you were a Sonic fan, I don't know if you could get away with charging more than, like, five bucks max. But I'm glad that it was free. I'm glad that it was, like, a free one-off April Fool's thing. And I'm also glad that it did well, because it's, you know, it encourages people to, like, not take these big IPs quite as seriously. And I'm I'm all here for for an IP that's willing to that's like a big IP that's willing to just like take the piss out of itself. I, I also like that we have in the last several years um like moved away from the trend of announcing things for April Fools that just like are not gonna exist ever. Like here's mm -hmm. this thing that yes. we're making as a joke. Um but surprise, April Fools, it's not real. But like now we've got this, we've got literally Yakuza seven was based on an April Fool's joke that they just decided, oh, we're going to make this the game now. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I appreciate the commitment to to the April Fool's bit. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think, I think the world is better for it. So, speaking of that, I just glanced over my other screen, because I have the Summer Game Fest up. And they announced uh, Yakuza DLC, I think. Oh, for 7, or...? Yeah, I don't know Yakuza games. That's fair. I mean, uh, it would probably have to be 7. I don't know that they're putting out DLC for, like, Ishin. Uh, that would be wild, putting out DLC for a game that is a remake that didn't have DLC before. That would be wild. Um, <laughs> yeah. But a legit strategy, I think. Because um, if you want to add something new to the game that you're remaking, you might as well make it DLC, right? I mean, Final Fantasy VII did it. That's true. Sort of. Uh, I mean, isn't isn't the new Final Fantasy actually, like, significantly different than the old Final Fantasy VII? Like, it's it like is, an alternate universe or something? Like, it's like the same main story. Like, portrayed differently. Yeah, like the, over, the overarching plot is sort of the same. Mm -hmm. it, it, I think it, like, it hit my understanding. I haven't actually played it yet, but it hits all the beats, but it kind of, yeah, like, the details are different um, from, from what I kind of understand. It's a remix. I should probably play it. I should probably play it. Um, yeah, I should, too. Um, I, my thought was I would play it after they've actually released all the parts of it. Um, well, that's going to be in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, but now, yeah, at this point, I think I don't think I can get away with that just because, like, I I will then be completely unable to talk about this game for, like, the next 12 years or whatever. So maybe well, I should just go break down and play it. I mean, it's been a lot less time from announcement to first installment than it was from second installment to first installment. Like, yeah, the remake was announced, like, 10 years ago. So, yeah. Um, we're we're already picking up the pace. It's it's yeah. like a reverse Kentucky Route Zero situation. <laughs> Kentucky Route Zero was all supposed to be out in the space of like two years, and it ended up taking a lot more than that. I don't know exactly yep. how many years, but yeah. worth it. But you know, still. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but anyway. Uh. Yeah. It's it's it takes a lot of commitment to release an April Fool's game. Because it's e it's very easy to make a one-off joke. It does take time to make a game. Like, making yeah. a game is not a quick and easy thing. And clearly, like, a lot of effort and heart was put into this. Um, I, I did read a little bit about it, and I guess, like... Yeah, I guess the, the, like, the social team just were still doing their day jobs, like, their regular day jobs, but also working on this alongside of it. So I don't know if that means that this was like a completely after hours project or if there was if there was, you know, time allocated during regular working hours like yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were actually getting paid for. Uh, this yeah. looks it's really very difficult. paid. I would say so. I agree. Um yeah. I would be pretty amazed if they were not paid to work on this in some yeah, fashion. Yeah, and I, my understanding is that it also it, you know, made use of a lot of the talent that work on the larger Sonic games. Um mm -hmm. right? And, you know, yeah. like I said, like we said, there's a lot of, like, original art in this. And it's, you know, none of it's animated. It's all sort of 2D, like, static animations done by, like, translating the character across the street screen kind of thing. Um, Which but, looks better than anything other they put out. 
yeah, which that's the thing. It's like it works. It looks good for the thing they're doing, and it's not as expensive as some of the other things. But that doesn't mean that it takes nothing to make a bunch of like custom art, uh, and you know poses and expressions, and and even some like one-off comic panel type drawings. Um, and you know, good on them for doing something that complex for a for a one-off April Fool's game that's free. I mean. You say that, but it's also it's marketing, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. It did get us to look at some Sonic deep lore on the wiki. I don't know that it has convinced me that I want to play a Sonic game. No, but the game, the purpose of making this game is promoting Sonic as a franchise. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, it it makes me more aware of Sonic. So in that in that. Uh, sense it, that is good advertising but it doesn't necessarily make me more likely to buy sonic products i feel like um that's the danger of making something that's so like off brand i guess for or like off model for your main from your main franchise as your as your advertising but i don't know we wouldn't have done the deep dive into the wiki if if not for this game so there's that I don't know, the only Sonic game that I'm interested in playing is Sonic and the Black Knight, where Sonic gets a sword and goes to be medieval. <laughs> I don't know thing? anything. Yeah, that's a thing. That's the only thing I know about it. I don't yeah, know if Sonic right. gets like thrown back in time or if it's an alternate universe thing. And uh, it's Sonic... also called Sonic and the Black Knight. Yeah. And Sonic does have a sword. Let me let me just as a what, uh, as a companion What genre piece... of game is it? Like is it is it still a like a run and go fast game? I don't think oh, boy. so. Oh, for is the it? Wii, huh? I'm Let's not see. sure. Maybe I'm mixing it up with Sonic and the Secret Rings. God, I had no idea there were so many Sonic games. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of Sonic games. But yeah, the Sonic and the Black Knight is kind of like the corollary to um Shadow the Hedgehog where they just both have a human weapon, just like a normal human <laughs> weapon. Yeah, it's a cool-looking sword. I mean, it's a very, you know, anime sort of this was created for merchandising opportunities kind of sword. Um, but it's a uh, it's a cool sword. <laughs> That's a big old black knight. What's the one where Sonic has a relationship with a human woman? Sonic 06. Sonic 06. <laughs> Sonic 06. Yeah, it's what's her name? Elise, I think. Um, Sonic 06 is also, like, the one that is notoriously awful. Like, the, probably well-known as being one of the very worst games to have ever been made. The one. Oh, boy. It has competition. But, yes. Y yeah. Uh, also, that is also just called Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It, I think they were trying to reboot the series, like, in the mid-2000s. Um, and that's when a lot of, like, Shadow the Hedgehog, Sonic and the Black Knight, like, I think... A lot of that weird kind of late 2000s stuff was sort of kind of a product of that rebooting attempt. Um, I could be wrong, but... I kind of want to go through all the Sonic games and just play the bad ones. And ignore all the good ones. I, you know, I had a friend many years ago who, um, who made it his goal, and I... I 
I think he succeeded. He's he decided that he wanted to platinum Sonic 06 or like get all the achievements in Sonic 06 and I think he actually did it, which is like just such a level of masochism that I to this day am in <laughs> awe of it. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Sonic 06 is the one where he uh, is is in some kind of a romantic-ish kind of relationship with a with just a regular normal human woman who's like twice as tall as Sonic, uh, because that's how proportions work. Yeah, it is always is kind a, of he is a cartoon character and she is a human woman. It is always kind of fucked up when they have just like regular people in these games. It just feels wrong. It shouldn't shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, kind of like uh, the in Odyssey with the New Donk City stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. that worked. Yeah, I yeah. haven't actually played it's not Odyssey. As bad. It's not as bad. Um, they they like the people are still pretty cartoony, um, and they're not like twice like they're taller than Mario for sure, but they're not like twice the size of Mario. Like they're it's it it feels like Mario's just a short man. Uh, I mean, I've seen those pictures, those screenshots of Mario sitting, uh, sitting next to a man on a bench, and he's like twice as wide as they are. That I guess that is. It's been a long time since I played Odyssey, so my memories might be not not fully there. Super <sighs> Mario Odyssey New Donk City images. <laughs> Uh, Pauline is, uh, is pretty cartoony. Yeah, um, that might be what I'm thinking of. I might be thinking of, of Mayor Pauline. What a glow up she's had. Good for oh, her. Oh no, he's, he's definitely half his, half the height and okay. twice the okay. width. He's, or like one and a half times the width here. Um, I, I like... believe you. I believe that I'm probably wrong. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh no. I thought it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me of uh, I mean it, it could be worse because like I feel like at least uh, you know they did this in a self aware kind of way whereas um, then there's like Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance where you just have like you know tr the Tron 2 level where it's just like Riku oh, yeah. and Jeff Bridges for some reason <laughs> it's like yeah, they do. Like, they do Tron well, in Kingdom Hearts two as well. Um, and yeah, it's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's somehow it's, not it's, as it was just there. Yeah, it's not, somehow not as bad in Kingdom Hearts two because, like, I guess Tron isn't cartoony exactly, but because the those games had like such weird costuming, like it it sort of feels a little cartoony. Um, but like. Uh, did I, they? So I I never played Dream Drop Distance. Did they do like Tron Legacy in Dream yes. Drop Distance? Okay, yeah. So that's why it's just Jeff Bridges. Um, it's yeah. It is a little better in um in Kingdom Hearts two because it's like it's not Jeff Bridges, just regular ass Jeff Bridges. It's like Jeff Bridges uh, fully in the costume. Um, so you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more like room for stylization there. Um, that's fair. Let me see if I can find a good. Uh, yeah, here we go. Because um, it's, it's worse because also, like, in 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 the Tron 2, you have a lot, like, or at least, I guess, in Dream Drop Distance, you are at the point where you are trying to recognizably portray human actors' faces. Um, 
And so, you know, they are detailed to the point where, like, you can recognize the likeness of the person. And then they're just right next to this fucking Final Fantasy goofy ass, like... Just the yeah. boy. Yep. Oh, Perfect. Yeah, that's pretty. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, here here is here is Sora with Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? What Jeff Bridges looks like? He's supposed to have a lightsaber. Like that. The fucking <laughs> yeah. the fucking robe makes him look like a Jedi. Yeah. God. I mean that's kind of what he is in that live action movie. So I guess that's true. I did I did see Tron Legacy and I don't remember anything about it other than like looks cool. Daft Punk did the soundtrack, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no Daft Punk did the soundtrack. That's Yeah. True. Uh, I I remember what I remember about Tron 2 is that it had Tron in the name and then Tron was like uh, a bad guy who died in the end in this one. And they never, like, saved him. Like, the whole thing was that he had been, like, corrupted and turned evil, and they didn't fucking save him. And I don't think he ever even speaks in the movie. And I was very disappointed, because I'm like, you... But, but Tron is, like, the title character of the franchise. You can't just have a Tron movie and, like, not give me Tron. I guess that's... Uh, I mean, I feel like that's sort of, like... Not as true of the first movie, but, like, Jeff Bridges is not Tron. Jeff Bridges no. is Clue. And Tron is just, like, a way less charismatic and interesting character. Yeah, well, Tron um, is, like, Tron is like the, the character that, that Jeff Bridges helps. Um, yeah. He's not called Clue, either. Clue is, like, the evil CPU version of him that, uh, that arises oh, in the second right. movie. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I forget. I forget what the what his character's actual name is. Yeah, um, it's fine. But not I, important. I'm remembering but... that they de-aged Jeff Bridges in in Tron Legacy as well. Yeah. Very. Yeah, weird. Anyway, <laughs> this has been. I think. I think at this point we're like very intentionally just pulling off as many tangents as we can. It's like a fun game. <laughs> Um, I'm having fun. I mean, I was gonna say, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I am having oh. fun. I kind of was at one point, um, and I'm just going along with it now. Like, there's I mean, no point. In, we've in said not. we've said the things there are to say about this game. Uh, yeah. It is it is good for a thing that is two hours and free. Um, but like, and, you yeah, also don't Sonic. have to play it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to play it if you don't if you don't have any interest in Sonic or people being playful with like the Sonic franchise. You don't have to play it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's it is it is goofy and uh, and silly and has some heart to it though, uh, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even though Sonic survived, <laughs> even though yeah. Sonic didn't actually die. Yeah, come on. Don't don't be a coward. Kill Sonic for real. Kill Sonic for real in real life. Uh, it's like there's uh, those episodes of like the Aeon Flux show or like Samurai Champloo or whatever where the characters just like all die at the end of an episode and then the next episode it's like, yeah, that wasn't canon. We're just going to pretend that never happened. Oh yeah, it's like the Fridge episode in Cowboy Bebop 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, all right. Shall we talk about the the next game? That's usually what we do next, right? That is. I think so. Yes. Sounds about right. Um, so next off, uh, we are going to be playing uh, Mosaic, which is uh, published by Raw Fury, um, developed... I had the page open. Krillbyte. Krillbyte. Developed by Krillbyte Studio. Um, we know very little about it, or at least I know very little about it. Um, it looks like like a 3D version of Everyday the Same Dream to me. Um, which is which was like a cool like one-off flash game about like uh working an office job and being kind of dead inside. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was also like it was one of those things where it's it was interesting like thirteen years ago. Yeah. But oh, yeah, I was trying to Yeah, sorry, I was trying to remember like why do I know the studio name? They did Among the Sleep. That's yeah. why I that's probably why what people would know them from. So yeah. Uh, and it's a. Uh, it seems like Raw Fury might be having a sale right now because this game is like five dollars on Steam at the moment. Four dollars on Steam at the moment. It's eighty percent off. Uh, so if you want to play this next game with us, I guess it's only like a. The the Steam um, description says it's a two to three hour game. Uh, how long to beat? Says it's a six hour game. Um, so, hmm. but it's a it's a less than ten hour game for sure. Um. <laughs> So, you know, if you want to buy it and play it quick with us for for next week, um, you know, it's now's the time to pick it up if you're listening to this within like three or four days of when uh, when it comes out this episode. Yeah. As you should. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think we were we mostly found this because we were like browsing the Raw Fury page after playing Sable and like what other games, you know, like do we want to play from uh from this publisher and uh this one seemed interesting so yeah, yeah so at this point we will have done sable we did norco and now this one so is it only the only the three was there another one i don't know it's we played a lot of games yes we have played a lot of games as it turns out um I feel like we were we were like discussing whether this is our this is another um Annapurna where we just kind of trust things that are by the publisher. Um well, I've seen Call of the Sea. There's a lot of games here that I like know of but haven't particular like haven't actually played. Um Call Please, of the Sea they did on mostly walking, so. Yeah, and I played some of that at one point. Um it was fine. I didn't feel particularly like grabbed by it. So yeah, and I think um, uh, Sean Bo also played a little bit of one of the Kingdom games uh, on stream, I think, as well, at some point. Mm -hmm. um, which are on this, or this publisher. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this one is going to be uh, not every day the same dream. It's going to be Mosaic. <laughs> um, which, yeah, it hopefully will have like a more updated take on what that Flash game was because as carl said it was it was the sort of thing that was like interesting experimental storytelling like in the early aughts mm -hmm. uh, yeah not probably probably would not 
get as much attention nowadays, uh, I think. But uh, maybe it would. But also Flash is dead now, so. So we'll see what Mosaic's yeah. all about. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to come and talk to us about Mosaic, play alongside us, or even guest on the podcast to talk about Mosaic, uh, you can find us on Discord. Uh, we have a Discord that is yeah. uh, the Feedback Force pod chat. Yeah. Um, you can find the Discord um, linked on the podcast Twitter at Feedback Force. How about that? How about that? Isn't it funny how that works out? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess you can also find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Not a lot going on there, but, you know, there it is. Yep. Likewise, you can theoretically find me on Twitter at Kyla underscore Go. Uh, you can also find my gecko on Instagram at Kyla Gorman Fury if you just want to see, like, 50 pictures of Escher. I pretty much only post pictures of Escher and Escher's tank. Yeah, and you can't find me, but you can go and wishlist our upcoming game, Abyssus. Yeah, do the thing. Yeah. Do the thing. thing. Yeah. Wishlist Abyssus. Go check out the trailer. It's uh, it's going to be fun. Scream about a fish gun until they put it in the game. Fish, fish gun. gun. Fish gun. Fish gun. Yeah, Carl's on board. Now you just have to get everyone else on board. Um, yep. yeah alright and we it. will we will see you hopefully in, in two weeks for the next episode yeah we're gonna keep we're gonna fingers crossed I'm not gonna jinx it we're gonna keep the on time <laughs> podcast train a rolling maybe yep. as long as this, <laughs> it doesn't end up being an evil train that tries to kill us yeah. alright have a good week couple All weeks right. everybody yep thank you for listening and we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.